Remember, fear has one job. Fear's job is to stop you. So if we know this, then we know that the way through fear, the way we work with fear is to keep moving. You begin again. This is a Soul Fire production. Hey, hey, welcome back or welcome to the show. Okay, so, yo, I got to tell you something. Um, This is an Ask Judy show. It's me. It's you. It's high vibes. It's the mic. I got to tell you something. So we just found out that this podcast, our podcast, Yes And, is in the top 13% of all active podcasts. Are you are you kidding me right now? I like, yo, that is so dope. So A, thank you for that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for sharing. My God, it's so fucking dope. So, okay. It's an Ask Judy show. And I love these shows because I love your questions. They're always so fucking good. I was like, yo, guys, I'm recording an Ask Judy show. What do you want me to talk about? I picked five questions and we are vibing into them today. So we're going to get right into it. We've got five. Let me make sure. How many questions? Yep. Five questions. Uh, And the first one comes from Nikki Lineberry, who writes this. I would love for you to touch on your successful habits and how you stay motivated on the hard days. Okay. Nikki, I love this. Um, Number one, I could not live. Well, I mean, I could live. I just wouldn't be living as high vibe and as focused and as successfully uh, mentally and emotionally without goal-focused planning. Uh, It has changed my life. I've been goal-focused planning for the last seven, almost eight years. Um, And what goal-focused planning is, is it is a way of achieving goals and scheduling your week and your time with the scientifically backed approach of working in smaller windows to achieve big results. And I have been goal-focused planning for a while, so much so, and I've loved it so much that I ended up making a planner. And it's called the Vibe and Thrive Planner. It was released last year. And it is this beautiful blend of protecting your day and really leaning into high performance habits. We work in 90 day windows to achieve big results, but it also is of course inspired by improv theater, but it protects equally your mental health and your mental wealth. So it's kind of like high performance habits blended with mental health prompts. So if I had to pick one thing, Nikki, that I believe is my most successful habit, it is owning my morning and investing in me before the rest of the world. So this is a part of the Vibe and Thrive Planner. I'll link up to that planner in the show notes, but let me walk you through um, how my morning goes most days. Notice I said, here's how my morning goes most days. The second part of your question is how do you stay motivated on the hard days? Yo, we're going to talk about that because we all fall off our game. We all fall off right? We just had to pick ourselves back up and keep going. I'm going to touch on that in a minute. But the reason I say, here's how my morning goes most days, because that's most days. Like I live like an 80-20 rule in life, period. 80% of the time, your girl's real good, right? I'm good. I'm drinking the the green juice. I have the vitamins. I got the kale. I'm moving my booty. I'm doing all the things. And then 20% of the time, 
I get a little naughty, okay? I get a little naughty, have a little fun, fall off, right? But we pick ourselves back up. So this is kind of how I roll 80% of the time. And I thought I'd share that with you because there is no perfect. Dude, you are not a robot. You are a human being, not a human doing. So we have to give ourselves grace. However, a schedule, uh, a set of tools, uh, uh, habits that you can fall back into and lean on when you get off your game are so critical because you're going to fall off. So I think really building a set of habits to get you back to yourself is so powerful, especially when shit gets hard and when you fall off. So my morning goes like this most days. I wake up to my alarm in the bathroom. So I have to get up and turn off my phone. Like, first of all, it gets my ass out of bed and I charge my phone in the bathroom so that I am not laying in bed looking at my phone because I will. So I make it a pretty big priority to read fiction before bed to turn my mind off. Um, So I wake up to my alarm in the bathroom. I get up. I turn it off. Oh, and guess what? I'm in the bathroom. So I wash my face, I brush my teeth. And then the first thing I do is I make my bed. I make my bed. I'm a bed maker. I feel like it's like a task you can check off your list that makes you feel really high vibe and productive before anything else has happened. So wash face, brush teeth, make bed, do the like morning stuff. And then I go in and your girl gets a coffee going. I got my little Nespresso machine, my little coffee frother, and I do the collagen and the coffee and it's amazing. So I get the coffee and then I bring my coffee into to my office. Um, usually this is all like happening between 6.30, 7 and 8. I'm usually in my office like 8 a.m. ready to get into work, right? So that's kind of like my timing. I don't have wee little ones running in my house, just my husband, my dogs, and stepsons who are older. Um, so I get up, usually 6.37. Um, so I've got my coffee and I come into my office. I light a candle and I catch a vibe. So I always light a candle. It's like this habit. It just gives me some Zen and I catch a vibe with a, like a sort of vibey Spotify playlist that I'm into. I've been doing a lot of jazz lately, like summertime jazz. Um, so that's sort of what I do. I'll put on some jazz, something really like high vibe and chill first thing in the morning. And then I open up. So light a candle, catch a vibe with my Spotify playlist. And then I open up my Vibe and Thrive Planner and I fill out those prompts to set up my day. And this is really my journaling. That is how I journal every morning. I mean, we start our day uh, with our 10 I am power statements, right? The three things I'm grateful for. Um, One thing I'm excited about today. uh, One way I'm going to practice self-care and really love myself. Uh, 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 what is my morning buildup to myself? Meaning, you know, what's a way I can hype myself up today? So it's like, you know, you kind of giving yourself a buildup. I set my three priorities, right? And then I go in and I sort of line out my day. I open up my Google Calendar, not email, just my Google Calendar. And I look at my day. You know, I've got it already scheduled out in my week, uh, but this is in my daily pages. I sit down with that daily page. I look at my day. I cross check it with my Google Calendar. And I just line up the day. And I time block all my priorities and really think about intentionally how my day is going to go. Where are my work appointments? Where am I in my schedule? And what time do I have left to get the things done that I need to get done? And this is all a part of the Vibe and Thrive process. The planner walks you through everything, but it's also how I journal. So like two birds, one stone. After I fill out my Vibe and Thrive planner in the morning and kind of schedule out my day, 
I open up a book. I read 10 pages of a personal development book. It takes about 10 minutes to read 10 pages of a book. uh, So that's super easy. And then I go into about five minutes of sort of meditation, breathing, sitting outside in nature. Um, Usually I'm reflecting on what I just read. That's why I love starting with the planner, kind of investing myself. It's like my journaling, um, get my day organized, get that out of my head. So anxiety also goes out of my head, reading a book. And then right after I read, it's, it's kind of a beautiful time to sit down and reflect. Sometimes I just sit, you know, sit, um, crisscross applesauce in my office. Um, I'll go into a closet and shut the door. I'll sit outside of my front porch, you know, wherever I can find like quiet. And I just close my eyes. Um, sometimes I do with my eyes open and I just think about what I just read. I think about what I just wrote and I really visualize, um, who, who I'm going to be and who I want to be. And, um, what the best version of myself looks like based on what my dreams and goals are. So that's how I start my day. And uh, that usually gets me right up to 8 a.m. And then I get into work. Uh, Personally, I don't look at email until like around noon. I do my creative work first. That is the nature of my business. So that may not work for you, but I would really challenge you to give yourself the first 60 minutes of the day without tech, without email, without Instagram. Um, I mean, listen, there was a time, and if you are under the age of 25, which I know a lot of you are, you will never believe this because you don't remember these days, but there was a time, prepare your hearts, that we did not look at email until we actually got into work because we literally could not look at email. There were no phones. Shit. There were... I know the days of email at work, but there was a time that it was like old school files, file folders, like no computers, no email. But there was a time we did not look at our email until we got to work because we literally couldn't. Now we have email in our pockets, a slot machines in our hands at all times, triggering us with the ding, 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 ding of dopamine every five seconds. So we have to be really careful. I mean, back in the day, Back in the day, we got work done and wrote best-selling books and built multi-million dollar businesses uh, without looking at our email until we got to work. We'd get up and have breakfast and talk to the kids and move our bodies and read the paper and all sorts of things. Now, we don't because we've built a new habit. So I sort of use my mornings to break bad habits and invest into the habit of investing in myself. Does that make sense? So that's how I roll in the mornings. As for the hard days, Nikki, I give myself grace and I let myself have a hard day. I mean, I, you know, gosh, I fell off this week on my planner. There were two days I didn't fill it out. And I can tell you, I definitely felt it. I felt different. And I wasn't as high vibe. I notice when I fall off, Um, but I also am going to fall off. So I give myself grace and I let myself have a hard day. But, but this is where the vibe checks in our planner every morning come in handy and save me time and time again. The I am power statements, 10 I am power statements every day are key. Even when shit is hard, fuck, especially when shit is hard. I'd say that's when they're the most important. So those I am power statements kind of bring me back to myself and what I want to be and where I want to go when things are hard. And also if it's a bad day, um, I'm either going to hide from the world so I don't pass on that negative energy 
or I do shit to get me in a better place. I will move my body. I'll sweat. I'll phone a friend. I'll get outside. I'll go lay down in the sun. I'll listen to music I love and shake it out. Um, so I, I own it because we can't escape hard things. We can't stop hard things from happening, but you can't be it. You can feel it, but you can't be it. So give yourself grace and get back at it tomorrow morning. Okay, question number two comes from Heather Story Baker, who says this, Judy, can you touch on the journey it takes to take a leap of faith and give up a comfortable job with great benefits to the unknown of a new endeavor? Yo, I love this, Heather, because I've done it. I will never forget leaving my corporate job in 2016, by the way, my big old fancy six-figure job with great insurance and great benefits and all the things uh, in in April of 2016. And I'll never forget, I was side hustling for a while. And I'll break down with you and for you what I did and how I made that transition and what helped me make that transition. And Amanda on my team has done that too. I mean, shit, she was um, 20 years with a Fortune 100 company, big fancy cushy job and left to come work with me and has never looked back. So I have some ideas that can help you do it too, but I'll never forget my boss at the time because I was side hustling. I think I LLC'd my company, um, Hollow Productions at the time. It's now, we're now Hollow Worldwide, baby. But I LLC'd Hollow Productions in 2013. And I started like my website back then, judyholler.com and like started blogging and, you know, speaking for free anywhere I could and writing and just started building a brand and creating a storyline and throwing shit out there to see what stuck uh, way back in 2013, actually closer to 2010, uh, but I LLC'd in 2013. And then I didn't quit my job till 2016. And I'll never get, forget my boss, Jason, at the time. I, he came to Chicago. I was living in Chicago. And he came to Chicago for sales calls and client events and stuff. And he wanted to schedule a breakfast with me. And I kind of knew, I was like, okay, I think, I think there's going to be a come to Jesus here. Um, because our fiscal year at this job I was working ended June 30th and we started, started a new year, July 1st, and it was April. And I just had this like feeling like things were heating up and I just had this feeling he was going to kind of confront me about my side hustle. Right. So, um, I'll never forget. We were having like breakfast at the Lowe's in Chicago. And he looks at me and he says, Judy, you know, we love you. Right. And, and we love having you on the team and all that. But like, it's getting hard to explain to leadership how visible, you know, your platform is becoming and you're using all your vacation days to go speak and all of that's great, but we're going to need you to choose, right? We're going to need you to choose. Uh, it's either that or, or, or this. And it was like this reckoning. It's like, I knew it was coming, but it's like, I almost needed to be forced into the decision, but I knew I couldn't choose it. I knew I couldn't choose him. I knew I I knew I couldn't choose that job. And I literally looked at him and I felt like this sickness in my stomach. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't choose you. I, I, I think we're, we're done. And I remember calling my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, which feels so funny to say, I mean, you guys, I wasn't married. I didn't have the insurance, any of that stuff. I remember calling Scott. We had just started dating. I was like, uh, yeah, I think I just quit my job. 
I just quit my job. So I was lucky enough to be able to put together a plan and ride out through the end of the year. So I quit in April and helped find the replacement and onboard and all those things, got them settled up. And they were so gracious. I worked through the end of the year. Um, So I was really able to really, really ramp up this business in those three months while honoring the commitments I had with that job at the time. But I'll never forget that moment. I felt terrified and excited all at the same time. And as of July 1st, uh, 2016, I mean, that was the paycheck I, last paycheck I ever got from an employer, right? Um, You know, so let's talk about that. What helped me get to that point? What helped Amanda do it? Amanda on my team did it as well. Here's how we did it. Prepare then leap. So Heather, think of it this way. And anyone in this situation that has this thing that you want to go do for yourself, but you've got this cushy job with benefits that has you in the comfort zone. Think of a parachute. Think of like skydiving, right? The only way anybody fucking jumps out of that plane Baby, it's because they have a parachute on their back. You are not going to jump out of a plane without a parachute that deploys, would you? So make sure you have a parachute on your back. By the time that reckoning happened for me in April of 2016, I had been putting shit into my parachute. I was like the movie. Have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? If you haven't, oh my God, my like all-time favorite, top three favorite movie. But I was like Shawshank, like chipping away, like in my cell, uh, slowly doing things to get myself out of that world I didn't want to be in, into the world I knew I was made for. So I started saving money, like putting money away every, every two weeks, right? When I'd get paid, I'd put some aside for myself. I was side hustling. As you know, for years from 2010 to 2016, I was um, getting clients lined up. I started building a website. I started sharing my ideas. And listen, if you can side hustle, do it. Ask for forgiveness later, right? It is so much easier to build what you want to build with a paycheck than without. So I was building on the side and I was using my vacation days. If I was going to conferences not related to the job I had, if I was getting paid to speak, even if I was doing pro bono free speaking events, I would use my vacation days. Those were my days. I could use them any way I wanted, right? So it's easier to build with a paycheck than without. So get your clients lined up. Uh, Start building a website. Share your stuff. Side hustle. Chip away, right? Um, at what it is that you want. Put some money in the bank and go all in on your strength first, right? When I started my business, I bet on my strength, which is public speaking. I started a speaking business and that has evolved into so much more, but I bet on my strength. So know your strength, know your business model, know the problem you solve and who your customer avatar is. You know, as for the benefits thing, you know, I think that, oh my God, how will I have insurance? I mean, so many of us struggle with that. I went through it. Amanda went through it. Um, it's same. So I was on my own when I quit. So don't let this be an excuse. There are plenty of plans out there. Start researching, ask around, save for it, budget for it. There are so many entrepreneurs out there doing it. Do not allow benefits or the fear of how will I have insurance to hold you back. There is always a way start saving, get your parachute ready. And then baby, when you're ready, take the leap.
Okay, Sherry Simpson writes, I'd love to know what tactics you've used over the years to get comfortable doing Instagram stories. Sherry, by doing it. Reps, 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 reps. That's it. Listen, I still don't love it. I still don't love it. It can be weird looking at your face. I hate, you know, I hate listening to the playbacks of the, the podcast. I'm like, oh my God, I sound like a turd burglar. I just said turd burglar. Hashtag turd burglar. Way to, way to go, Judy. You know, I'm going to listen to that back and go, oh my God. Like I just said turd burglar. But here's the thing. You got to keep moving. I will never get comfortable seeing my face and playbacks of my keynotes or hearing my voice in playbacks of this audio, but I do it because I know how important it is to show up. So when we think about Instagram stories, I want you to remember the whole point of Instagram stories is to bring you like this sort of in real life-ish behind the scenes content that helps you, keywords here, build trust so you can sell. It's also a place to sell and share things you love and create momentum for things you sell in your business and a place for you to share why you love and create those things. So think of it as your way, a behind the scenes way to provide value and teach and build trust and help others. And listen, if you don't show up there, how how will we ever know? And the data says it takes seven times for us to see something, seven times, seven different times for us to see something to finally make a purchase. And oh, by the way, you're getting new followers every day. So show up, keep practicing, be yourself. I mean, we're so sick of the overly perfect staged Instagram feeds where everybody's got on like perfect makeup and uh, perfect eyelashes and perfect outfits. I mean, yo, we want you. We want real. So be you. You'll see me on Instagram stories with no makeup. You'll see me right after a keynote, all high vibe, right? You're going to see a little bit of everything from me. That's what we want. We want you. Uh, if you always show up perfect and overly produced, unfollow, like goodbye. That isn't real life. It's fake. And it does the inverse of what we want to do on Instagram stories. And what we want to do on stories is build trust. So be yourself. It is your best business strategy ever. And the way you get any good at it, Sherry, is by doing it. So just play, make it a fear experiment to do one Instagram story every day on purpose, because guess what's going to happen in a week's time, a month's time, a year's time, girl, you're going to get good. You are going to get good you are going to build build trust. And listen, nobody expects you to be a professional. So show up and be yourself, build trust and provide value. You'll win every time. Okay. The next question comes from Erica Biddix. Oh my gosh, Erica. I love this question. She writes, if it did not have any impact on your life as it currently stands, what is one thing in your past you would go back and change. <laughs> oh, shit. Let me take a drink. Mm. Um, and not a drink drink. Uh, I'm drinking a little spark. I, I, I had to sit back for this one because, um, damn, I don't, I don't know if I'd change a fucking thing. Okay, well, I would change. Yes, I would change one thing. I would change the fact that I used to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I would never pick up a cigarette. I smoked my first cigarette on the way to Panama City Beach, Florida, senior year, 
to spring break because um, I loved that it gave me this like head rush and this buzz, right? So I smoked and I had never smoked all through high school. Like, can you believe that? Like senior year of high school um, on the way to Panama City. It's like so epic. And then I just started smoking and I grew up in that era, guys. I mean, I graduated high school in 1994, represent baby, baby, uh, where my 1994 girls at. And guys, but yeah, I mean, I... It was a thing. So I smoked and then I smoked through college. And then I finally quit uh, when I was 30. And then, you know, even like early 30s, I'd like party puff and stuff like that. And and now I don't touch cigarettes anymore. And it's been a long damn time since I've I've ever had a cigarette. But, yo, I would go back and change that because I don't think it'd have an impact on my life as it currently stands. But would it? Because I certainly understand addiction. I under that was my first addiction. I really think that was my first deep addiction. I mean, I no doubt. I, I I make this joke um to some of my friends. I haven't made the joke in a while, but that I was like, oh yo, dude, when I'm like 90, and if I'm still around like 85, 90, dude, dude, I'm smoking again. Like I'm gonna be smoking them up. Cause at that point, like, eh, you know, we're good, right? Like I could just have a few cigarettes and no, maybe not. But you get my point. Like it's addictive. Even as I sit here with you today, I still I will be. 10 years from having, I haven't had a cigarette and I can't even tell you the last time I had a cigarette. Like I could be 10 years removed from that habit and I will walk by someone that's smoking a cigarette and smell it and I'll, it'll trigger that feeling. Right. And so I guess, you know, it did impact my life in the sense that I understand addiction. I understand what it feels like to be out of control with something and to hate it, but to not know how to stop doing it. And I know what it looks like to walk through laying it down and healing from it and choosing yourself on the other side of it. So I guess I wish I never smoked, but I don't know if I would change it because maybe it would jack up what the universe has always had in store for me. I, I really believe that my soul contract and, and your soul contract is already signed, sealed, and delivered when you're like a little seedling in the womb, right? And every single thing that is happening to you um, is all part of the plan and, and even the shitty stuff, even the shitty stuff, even the cigs that I regret smoking gives me a beautiful perspective on addiction and walking through hard things. So what a beautiful question, Erica. Um, but I don't think I'd change a damn thing. Okay. Last question comes from Katherine Hoffman. She writes this with goal focused planning. How do you handle number one, a day that gets a total curveball thrown at you and none of your things get done and you feel like you failed the entire thing? <laughs> and I'm laughing because I so relate to that. We'll talk about it. And B, how do you regroup when you miss the mark? Yeah. So those are like one in, in the same. She goes, I struggle with the, I didn't start slash get that done as planned. So I should just give up mentality. And it's getting in the way of my big goals. Was that ever something that you have had to fight through in your personal journey? Uh, yes. And it just happened to me last week where I, um, I got off my game, right? I got off of it because I had some curveballs thrown at me and I didn't get some big things done. And I, I definitely was kicking myself and it put me behind. But here's the thing. Here's the difference. I no longer tie external definitions of accomplishment or external triggers of like 
success to define who I am as a human being. So I may have failed at completing a task, but I am not a failure. You may have missed the mark with some of your goals this week, but you are not a failure. So let's lean into your statement, the statement that you struggle with the quote, I didn't start and get what I wanted to done as planned, so I should just give up. Aha, Catherine, that is what fear wants you to do. Fear wants you to stop. Remember, fear has one job. Fear's job is to stop you. So if we know this, then we know that the way through fear, the way we work with fear is to keep moving. You begin again. You begin again. That's what's so beautiful about the Vibe and Thrive process and goal-focused planning and really remembering that every day you are being reborn is that you get to begin again. So I fight this just like you every single day. The thing that will help you, the shift that you need to lean into is that you may have missed the mark. You may have failed, air quotes, in accomplishing a task, but you are not A, defined as that task. You are so much more than a task in your calendar. And you, my dear, are not a failure. So we wake up the next day and we begin again. Every morning you are reborn. Did you know that when you sleep at night, literally, this is why sleep is so important. You are reborn. Your cells, millions and millions of cells are being reborn and turning over every night. We are repairing ourselves as we sleep. Isn't that exciting? This means that when you wake up and you open your little papers up in the morning, you get a new chance to get it right. So we begin again. You come back to the practice. You come back to the work because here's the thing. None of us are handed a script. Yo, life is improv. We can have a filled out Vibe and Thrive Planner. We could have a beautiful day in store for us. We could have all these dreams and goals, but none of us are really, truly in control. Anything can happen at any time. And I think the global pandemic has all woken us up to this reality. We are never in control of external forces, but what we can always control is what we do next and how we show up. So if you have a curveball thrown at you, all right, rock with it, vibe vibe with it, get through it, work with it, and then wake up the next morning and begin again. The one thing you can never do is tie your self-worth to how your day goes or if a curveball is thrown your way. And the other thing you can never do is quit or give up because that's what fear wants you to do. And it will get in the way of your big goals. So we just keep shipping away at it and know that you're not alone, right? So this is why the Vibe and Thrive practice is so great. We work in small windows to achieve big results. And we also give ourselves grace when things don't go right. So remember, you may miss the mark, but you are not a missed mark. You may fail or miss a goal, this week, this month, but you are not a failure. Every morning we begin again. Okay. So those are our questions today. My God, I hope you took something away. I hope you feel high vibe and, and are reminded of your power. And I hope you loved this episode as much as I loved making it for you. Talk to me on Instagram, send me a DM, uh, tag me, let me know what you thought about this episode. What was your like biggest 
aha moment, takeaway insight. What questions do you want to see me answer on an upcoming show? I love seeing your posts, so keep them coming. And you can always send an email to me at hello at judyholler.com to share your show ideas, feedback, and inspiration. I love hearing from you. And as always, oh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reviewing. And until we meet again next week, you keep opening the door to possibility. Stay brave.